Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Projectile Lunch Guest, episode 23. Who the fuck are you? Uh, my name is Marcel. I'm super happy to be back here after a short-term break. Where'd you come from? I would like to invite a celebrity guest to answer this question for me. Yeah. It's Kane from Command & Conquer. Uh-huh. Hey Kane, how do you feel about me being back on a podcast? Can't kill the Messiah. So there you go. It's all right. I'm back. So not even the Mongolian lung pest was able to kill the Messiah. No, he's not back even the Mongolian lung pest. Command and Conquer 5. He needs to get that check. Pay, hashtag pay Kane. Uh, what's his name? Joe Kukane. Joe Kukane, yeah. Kukane? Kukane. Oh, you're going to make editing this fun. Uh, yes. Uh, anyways, we're back here together. The boys are back. Uh, the boys being uh, Marcel and Richard. Hey. And Basti. Hi, hi. And no more Matt for the time being, because unfortunately Matt uh, has to uh, take a break from the podcast Matt, for yeah. real life on, reasons. Matt is going on on many adventures. And as we all know, as gamers, like real life reasons are the worst reasons for anything. Yeah, you know? it's terrible. I'm sorry that he has responsibilities and fun things to do. So yeah, um, before we dive into today's topic, we have to go back to the tradition of the happy game birthday. We, go, of we the did week. it. We we talked to Marie about the opening of the Louvre. Um, I was I was lying in bed, sick and sickly, you know, mm-hmm. and listening to to that episode. You're quite sickly, though. Yeah, that you, as an American, uh, pronounced the. Uh, pronounce it the Louvre instead of Louvre or something. Yeah, but I don't say it right. I say like the Louvre. The Louvre. The Louvre. Uh, the Louvre. No. How would somebody from Mississippi pronounce that? Louvre. Nice. So yeah, um, the, the game birthday of the week. Um, it's December 5th. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it turns out December is not the time when there's tons of great games. Who releases a game with December 5th, But six years ago, a game with a great name was released. Yes. The first original Bravely Default. That's a great name. Oh, that was released. I think it's like even supposed to be a good game, right? It is a really good game, yeah. Marcel. Like for people who play video games, usually... I don't know. Uh, it's it's one of those games that, would, that I see the art and I think to myself, I'm torn between like, hey, I would like to play this, and like, I don't know, this is a bit. They, they're they're good at, at naming games. They got Bravely Default. We got maybe this should be a new Bravely This should be a new category for the podcast. The Every week we will have you. the we will have the Square Enix game name of the week. Dream Drop Distance. Uh, some of the Disgaea ones. Like, what was the name of the Disgaea Disney demo? Disney Duo Disem. What? Yeah, something like that. Just, yeah, but this guy, yeah, this guy is also... <laughs> the satire. is a weird name. There's also like a satire setting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absence birthday, of detention. Happy birthday, Bravely Default. I think it's kind of a basic uh, a basic thing to pick for this. 
Yeah, I think you pretty it's much like a default choice. <laughs> That's a brave choice. Um, the only other thing that I saw on the list that came out on December 5th that I even vaguely remember or recognized was um, the Scars of Valius ex- expansion for uh, EverQuest. Were you still playing back then, Bastille? Six years ago? No. No, that was you, not six years ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> did you Scar Valius? Yes, I played. Uh, so, uh, what, what was the number? The, the Shadow of Luglin. Oh, this is embarrassing. Ruins of I think Kunark. Ruins of uh, Kunark. I, I think Ruins of Kunark was the first one, right? Then Shadows of Luckley was a big with a with a model texture enhancement. Scars of Velios, was it before or after Omens of War? So the thing is I think before. Is this the thing? I, I stopped playing after Omens of War. Like there there is nothing that makes my eyes glass over harder than MMO players listing expansions. EverQuest, I think up to date has like 18 or 19 uh, yeah. expansions. Yeah, I, I don't know. The minute somebody says like Warlords of Draenor, it's just like this low. It sounds like a teapot heating up in my head because I know that whatever they're going to say, I'm, I'm going to have no touchstone in reality. I mean, to be fair, also for a lot of WoW players, when when you say oh, Warlords of Draenor, their eyes glaze over. Is so that not a good? Is not not a good one? It was not the most well received. Does it have Illidan? No, I think so. You Hit him up. Go back in time. All right. What was the most received, uh, well-received uh, Warcraft expansion? Classic WoW. Probably for a lot of people still Burning Crusade. I mean, the thing is also always like for people like, what, what, do you do you count like the entirety of like all the patches belonging to something? Like if the they're named, you count anything you, named. Well, like content patches always have names. Oh, do fuck. they? Of course they do. Yeah. Give me a, uh, a name. You for could buy a boxed version of that expansion or like a limited collector's edition version of that expansion box. Oh no, box. hold on. This is fascinating to me. So like, it's not like patched 9.2.4. It's like... Well, they have numbers as well, you know, for like... Well, give me a, give me a name for a patch. I can't have Any random patch. <clears throat> but it's something like Boots of Drangalar or something. Maybe not Boots. Uh, you, you get it, right? Like, it's like that. Yes, yeah, sure. That is insane. Okay. I love Boots of Dracolar. They got a whole department just to name, they name everything. It's like, do we have, uh, we, we were supposed to set up a team lunch today. Do we do it? It's like, no, What do you call those people? Probably something like branding, branding team. You think something? that's the brand team coming up with those names? Fuck, do I know? <laughs> <laughs> this is where you come, this is the podcast you come to for industry expertise. Uh, brand, brand leader extraordinaire Marcel Hatam labels this as, fuck, do I know? In his new segment, Video games? Fuck do I know. There's your segue. I have segued you up. So yeah, we thought that today we're going to do something a little bit different. Because obviously some of us, uh, like Marcel, are like, you know, like a, a never-ending fountain of video game trivia and expertise. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like, let's say, Bastian Richard. Who actually play games. Who maybe don't know as many games as the Marcel does. Uh-huh. But anyways, we thought for this one, it's going to be fun. Like, everybody has to think of two games um, that they think are maybe, you know, like, kind of underrated or not that that famous or something. And we would like to change that. You know, like, you, we would like to present to the other members of the cast and, of course, by extension, you, our faithful, hopefully faithful, don't cheat on us, what the fuck, uh, listeners, um, about these games. You know, I'm cool with no um, relationship. If you want to cheat on us, it's fine. So, uh, who wants to start? Who wants to go first? I think you were the most excited for your game. Oh, no, I know. I'm fine. You I've are, talked are a lot now. I'm st- a... I still have the Mongolian lung pest or uh, something. Basti, go first. Basti, okay. 
Okay, there's uh, in fact one game which um, you're supposed was... to think of at least two. Can you hear? No, no, they, I have two. I have okay, two. Okay, okay. Did you notice how he immediately put on his sexy narration? He did. He was like, but in a world like where there's one voice. game, but it would start with the one game, which if it would ever open like a Kickstarter uh, project to bring yeah. a game back or make a, spirit, a spiritual successor to this one game, it would be this game. This is the game. This is the game, and it is Dune, not Dune Two. It is Dune by Cryo from uh, the year 1992. Is this an adventure game? It is an wow. adventure strategy game. Oh, okay. So imagine... It's completely unrelated to Dune 2, which was for whatever yeah. reason called Dune 2 later on. How much Kyle McLaughlin is in both of these? How what? There's a SVGA likeness of Kyle McLaughlin. But it is Kyle McLaughlin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not the same voice actor, so like right. not Kyle MacLachlan voice actor. Exactly. I thought for a second exactly. we were still talking about Lachlan, like the expansion for uh, EverQuest. No. 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 So, Let it go. Dune by Cryo. Uh, 1992 was, uh, I think, DOS, Mega City, and Amiga? But I've never seen the Amiga version. Um, okay. For if people from the States, etc., are listening, Amiga was like a weird. A personal computer thing we had, uh, yeah, mainly remember, in Europe. I remember Amiga. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Amiga's a known quantity. Okay. okay. And um, the it followed mainly or largely the story of the, in a weird, let's say a weird mixture between the David Lynch movie Dune and the book. Yes. So like there were some, some sections and visualizations more like uh, reminiscent from the David Lynch movie. <laughs> Uh, while others were clearly more the storyline and the story path from Frank Herbert's Dune, the actual book. And what made that game great is um, actually the, the, the mixture of gameplay elements. I've never seen a game which had such a clever blend of different genres uh, okay. again. So imagine you're playing like an adventure game. Yeah. But a more in a style of a visual novel meets a dungeon crawler. Right. So you have, when you have conversations, when you talk to people, etc., you have it like in a visual novel style. So you have a portrait in front of you. It speaks, it's animated because it's like a SVGA animation. Yes. Sprite animation. Uh, they talk in front of you. You have different choices, make decisions, uh, go through conversation trees, yada, yada. But also, you could actually... Uh, move to different places mm -hmm. and a little bit more like um, picture by picture uh, old school uh, dungeon crawler sense like oh there's a cave or a freeman siege uh, you can go left or right and then you click like an arrow and go into that direction or you go to an ornithopter um, and fly to a different siege or a different place etc is it is it freeman or freeman freeman is one e how is it pronounced richard Frem freeman what what is this a Dune term? Yeah. Yes. Bene Gesuit. Bene Gesuit. Ben Fear is the mind killer. Exactly. Kyle McLaughlin is a sandworm? That is all I know about Dune. Okay, is he perfect. The mind killer? <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin is the mind killer. Watch Showgirls. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so one part. <laughs> one part. Adventure game, aka visual novel. Uh, second part, you could actually make important decisions, like you could go to a trader and buy items, etc. And items would then later help you in different conversation or different aspects of the game. So it was more an adventure game presenting itself um, as something which you would today say visual novel. Yeah. But same goes for Snatcher, if you think about it. You had a few games back then which had adventure elements, but had more like the, the kind of visual it, novel. It sounds almost like reverse Actraiser. 
No. No. And this is all. Is it? Is it all in June, or do you also go to other planets in the galaxy? It's, it's all June. It's all wait for it. Okay. So okay, and later on, you would follow the story of the book or the movie. Like it was. It was a bit of a blend. You would uh, start to um, rally the Fremen sieges together, so the native tribes of the uh, planet of Dune, to defeat the Harkonnen, the evil guys. And then, all of a sudden, it would blend in a 4x strategy element. Okay. Where, in a top-down view, you could not only equip and train the different tribes, aka Fremen sieges, but you could also command them to attack different strategic positions on the map. Oh, damn. Depending on what kind of weapons they had, training, etc., that would also have an impact. And on top of that, which is also, I think I cannot like remember recall a single uh, adventure kind of like game which does that the way they did, is you had it was in real time. So if you would talk, move to places, etc., time would shift. Some events would only happening during a specific time or time of day. So you had a day-night cycle, etc. What about Skyrim? Not talking about an RPG. We're talking. What? What has Skyrim and Todd Howard to do with this? Why do you always he need to bring first, in Todd he Howard? He said Todd Howard first. I just want to note it. Like he was so, the first to invoke the Todd this episode. In a world. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> exactly. Where you have a lot of like visual novels and this kind of like indie games. I always think, why is nobody bringing this kind of like idea? Hey, make, let's say, a visual novel, but bringing interesting strategy games, adventure games elements. So it's not only just a story or just, let's say, a walking simulator. This kind of like blend of different kind of genres um, was absolutely stunning and amazing. Love that game to the day. Check it out on YouTube. Um, the CD version had obviously audio. Can you still get this game? I yeah, think I think there is usually a, super tricky. I right? think okay, there so might be a GOG version, but you can also, of course, emulate it. Yeah. Um, however, the game was super successful at launch. Mm-hmm. I think sold like two or three hundred thousand copies of year one, which was nineteen ninety two standard a lot. Yeah. And um, nobody uh, knows that game anymore. Cryo also later on became bankrupt because of another Dune game they did in the two- early 2000s, uh, which was based on the sci-fi TV series, which is kind of shitty, but also kind of underrated. Wow. Doesn't matter. I watched that. But they is did... Kyle McLaughlin in it? No. no. I'm out. So, but... but yeah, Cryo later became filed for bankruptcy after they did another... Uh, Dune game 2000 or 2001, which then ended the story of that studio, unfortunately. But it was also not really good. But yeah, Dune, but great game. What's also funny Check it out. there, like, I didn't know they made a second Dune game. I just know that at the same time for the TV series, there was, of course, another strategy game, Emperor Battle for Dune. So, like, each time their yeah. games are overshadowed yeah. by Westwood making yeah. a strategy game. That's kind of funny. Oh, it's, it's always good to license out your thing to multiple developers. That always seems to work out. Lo- last it's thing. It's what we call in business, we call it the uh, whole approach. The uh, Okay, can I can I quote you on that? Wait, no. <laughs> Next no. meeting I'm going to quote you on that. Is this official term? Mm, is this uh, how, how Marcel uh, uh, call this uh, the, the whole approach? Uh, yeah, in uh, in Hot Tom's whole approach, uh, it's, it's noted that you should just hurry up out. What were you saying? You so, really last thing. Yeah. What's really great about this game is it has this nice, neat SVGA graphics, but 50% of the pro- portraits are just scanned from photos, so uh, some characters look like the characters from the movie, like Kyle MacLachlan is obviously an SVGA scan photo of Kyle MacLachlan. And um, 
Fade Raoul Harkonnen, one of the evil guys, is just a sting from the David Lynch movie, while other people are not scan photos and look completely out of place, have a completely different design, or in some instances they even took completely different actors which were not related to the movie whatsoever. So it's a weird thing. If you watch that as a Let's Play or whatever, you will notice this like, oh, I know this guy, this feels out of place, this is weird, so it's, it's kind of odd. That is weird because that is now the second game that I've heard of featuring Sting. Is that a second game? What? There's a lot of wrestling games with Sting. That's a different Sting. That's the one that looks like the crow, right? Presumably, yes. Sting sang the opening song for Omicron, the Nomad Soul. No, that was David Bowie. No, that was, was that David Bowie? Bowie. That was Bowie, man. That was Dude, Sting. No, that was this. Bowie. And I only Bowie know shit. David Bowie as the guy who did the, the song for the trailer for Modern Warfare. Hold on, check this out. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, no, so uh, not Modern Future hold on, no, no, I got this, I got this, I got this. That wasn't Sting. That was Bowie. <laughs> I corrected myself. I'm going to edit out the rest of that. So it looks like I was right. Breaking the fourth oh, wall. The evil guy from Hideo Kojima's Snatcher is scanned Sting from the David Lynch movie. Boom. There you go. That's what I meant. No. So back back before Hideo had actual celebrity friends, he just pretended like, look, yes. at, look, at, look at this picture of my friend. I'm not in the frame, but he's my friend. Why like, did I think that was Sting? Snatcher's interesting in that regard. He even I like scanned whole scenes from Blade Runner. Yeah, just took a photo and scanned it. Yeah. For Snatcher. Okay. Yeah, that was a big thing. Shameless. Like, what people talk about in movies. The whole was, approach. Yeah, the game. It was like the, the David Bowie game. Yeah, I mean, but like just like the time David Bowie sang that song for Destiny. Yes. Um, you know what? What it just reminded me of when you said like, "Hey, it's like an adventure," and then you wonder why nobody does adventure with uh, with with strategy stuff. Yeah. Remember when everybody hated. Uh, Brute Legend when it came out and they realized it was a strategy game which nobody had mentioned during the marketing at all. Then it became a cult classic. It's it's a fun game. I mean, it's a really good a game, yeah. Fan. It's it's a, it's a it's a must play. But so I remember like in the marketing it was always like, yeah, there's an open world adventure game and like action and fighting. And then it came on. I was like, why is there so much strategy? It was like, and it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't like strategy the strategy game, wasn't even that bad. Like it was okay. Like, no, it, it was it was just not what anybody was expecting. I really like that you buy uh, car parts from Sting. In that, and his round glasses, the Killmeister sting, the Killmeister, mm. howl at the moon. But it was more sting. like the the old Van Halen sting, right? Yeah, yeah, back in the day, sting. Oh God! All right, Marcel, do your thing. So let me paint the picture for you. Oh, do you remember famed, once top of the class? RPG developer Black Isle Studios. Yeah. yeah. Creators of little indie gems such as Fallout. Yeah. Right. Planescape Torments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Publishers of Baldur's Gate. Right. Do you know what the last game they ever put out was before Interplay went under? Wait, before Interplay went under? Before Interplay went under. I mean, Black Isle was a division of Interplay. It was their RPG yeah. publishing yeah. division. So, do you know the last game that Black Isle put out? As I said, like, you know, creators of all these massively beloved games. I mean, Fallout to this day lives on through the ingenuity of Todd. I wouldn't say what you just said. I know. The Van Buren project was still under interplay, right? Back then. Yeah, Van Buren. But, I mean, that never so came was, out. But so was Baldur's Gate. Uh, Baldur's Gate. Enough Black of Van Buren Hans. came out in New Vegas. There was this the Cancel Torn. Yeah. But they put out a last game, and nobody knows it almost. Nobody almost knows it. Seems Nobody way. knows any, any it. Any guesses? Blackthorn. No idea. That was a Blizzard game, isn't it? Yeah. So um, this game 
It uses a special system from Fallout. Okay. So it uses it's an yeah. action RPG. Count me in. It is set during an alternative uh, 16th or 17th century. You can meet characters in the game like Leonardo da Vinci, Galileo Galilei, uh, Jean of the Arc, and um, Shakespeare. Which one of them is Sting? It's called Lionheart, Legacy of the Crusader. That's a dope name. That's dope. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Why have I never heard about this game? So it's not a great game necessarily. <laughs> hmm, but it, I liked your pitch. It, it, it is an okayish mediocre game. But I, I just like I, I thought like, hey, you know, this is really it's a game that nobody knows exists. You know, like everybody knows all the great Black Isle games. Nobody realizes they put out one last. They quickly kicked it out of the door. Like quickly go before it play, to shut the place down. And um, it also it has music. So it was a, it was a rune too then. It has music by Anand Zur. Yeah. Uh, who wow. Has done a lot Dragon of Age. stuff. Dragon mm-hmm. Age, Fallout 4, Fallout 76. You can say, mm. you know, like, mm. no, no, no more references there, did, to did, Fallout. Did, did he do anything for games that I enjoy? Dragon Age Origins. Okay, first one, yeah. No, the, 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 the soundtrack to Dragon Age Origins is one of the best video game soundtracks, in my opinion. Like, this soundtrack is <sighs> He's done a lot stellar. of great stuff. Um, so, so, Lionheart yeah, Revenge. Lionheart Legacy of the Crusader. Uh, Can is, I get yeah, it at GOG? It uses yes, it is available at GOG. I also have the small box version because re, do you remember that time when for yeah. a while between the big boxes, like they still made like uh, like a cardboard boxes, yeah, but they the, were the size of DVDs. The yeah. small like uh, Walmart shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like uh, like it still has like the map and like it has a big like uh, uh, manual and everything in there, so that's great. What is that face you just made? Were you trying not to sneeze? I was trying to yawn off camera. There's a ca- is there a camera? Off mic camera. Yeah, well, there's also a camera. Cut that out. we got to do a special <clears throat> edition somehow. The question um, is, what so, are Leonardo da Vinci's perks? Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's also, so it, it is set, so essentially the back, back story of the game is uh, during the Crusades, you know, Richard Lionheart, uh, as you may know, he, he got his nickname not only for being brave, but also for having a lion's actual heart. But also for killing like a lot of prisoners of war and stuff like that, oh. as you did at the time. You know, it was like, well, you know, just I guess kill them all. Right. So um, very in, brave. In the story, uh, essentially, I, all all the atrocities committed during the Crusades led to you know, like a a kind of like cataclysmic event or something. Mm-hmm. And there's demons in the world, and there's there's different player classes. This game sounds fucking awesome. You can yeah. play. Um, there is well, there's obviously the basic human. Which is how I describe Richard usually to people. I'm like, this is my friend Richard. He's a basic human. Um, there's stuff like uh, different spirit kinds, like you know, like like demon touched or whatever human races that you can play in the game. Most people, when talking about you in court cases, use the word demon touched. <laughs> That's actually nice. Um, yeah. And as I said, it mentioned uh, sorry, it, it uses the special system from Fallout. So this, uh, one of the things you know is like if you look at a lot of the reviews, um, which again are middling. I think like Gamespot gave it like a six point five or something, Why? which is incidentally the same review they gave to League of Legends. So what the fuck does Gamespot know? But um, hard to argue. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, uh, so everybody is it, is it praised, broken or is it just like? Uh, well, I mean, like, actually, I think in a way, the the idea of you know, like like it being a Black Isle game wasn't ideal. It, it was published by Black Isle. It was not developed. It was developed by Reflexive Entertainment, like who the people who did, Reflexive Entertainment who did Star Trek Away Team. Yeah, yeah, which also was not. 
and it uses the same engine from Star Trek Away to like the, the the graphics engine. Then they put the special system on top. Okay. And everybody praised you like because especially you know as as we know it's very flexible as you know from beloved RPG classics like Fallout Four. Um. So yeah. And uh, but then the gameplay it's just like it was essentially more or less like a Diablo clone. The combat was just like a lot of furious clicking, which was maybe not what people expected from like our published game at the time. And also at the start, like you, you are I think in the sea of New Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. And um, back then, like there's a lot of very promising stuff. It's like hey, you can you have all these different factions. That yeah, you can... if it's in the past, how what happened to old Barcelona? <clears throat> the cataclysm happened in the demons, I guess. What? Side, sorry, one small side question. It's almost 2020. What year do we start having Neo in city titles? Uh, I mean, I said, this game, I think, is set during the 16th century or something like that. Marcel <laughs> bravely tries. It uses his lion heart to try and get the topic back on, on, on task. Uh, yeah, but... Um... Yeah, so, so the gameplay was more or less like like just like still man, that game sounds dope. Yeah, the people like you like you really praise like the start. So you, you're in New Barcelona. You have like these these different factions. <laughs> New Barcelona. Yeah. That you can you like so there's, there's the Templars. Yeah. Or the Inquisition. Dude. Like, Hellgate London and New Barcelona. Different, yeah. uh, maybe the Inquisition doesn't look too kindly on demon touch characters stuff like that. But then you leave that and then it just becomes like it's less classic like like Isle RPG stuff. It's more like Furious clicking to kill stuff. So. Let's make a so, so this sounds like out of you want to you want to play and maybe maybe cheat a little bit to get past itself. I mean, as I said, it's it's on GOG. It's it's worth taking a look at. Um, Marcel gives that a healthy. What the fuck do I know? Out of ten. Yeah. Again, you know, I think it's it's just like for for you know, like the, the sake yeah. of history. I think it's really really interesting that like these guys. I mean, you can almost say I think I think it would not be too controversial to say. That Black Isle and the games they published through Baldur's Gate essentially resurrected the RPG genre on PC. Yeah. PC games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to see that these games put out like as you as you guys said yourself, like the, the setting and everything sounds really cool, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's really it was the elevator pitch is great at a time when everybody was doing you know, just like D and D stuff, uh, fairly classic generic fantasy stuff. They they came with this like really original setting, so that's all cool. Mm-hmm. It's just funny to me that nobody knows this game yeah. again. Probably judging on the actual quality and reviews, maybe it's not so surprising. Is is this a a favorite of yours? Is this like a cult favorite, or were you were you pretty much just going for like uh, the stuff that that sounds cool? I was thinking of stuff that you're um, going ultra like ultra hidden. It, 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 it's a game that I own. Like yeah. I have like this this the small box yeah, you're saying thing. You're um, so I was thinking, hey, you know, what are some games that I own that maybe not everybody knows? Yeah. Um, the alternative was uh, Indie Darling Halo 2. No one's heard of that. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe not go as far as the product page for it on GOG, which says, what was it? One of the greatest, if often overlooked, RPGs of all time. Mm. I would sign the overlooked part, the greatest. I'm Bravely sure. default. But, bravely uh, overlooked. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's brave. Saying it's one of the greatest RPGs ever, it is definitely bravely default, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is the game that I would encourage people to read up on, because um, it's I think like it's it's a fascinating part of, of of PC RPG history. And obviously, you guys talked about RPGs last week without me. Yeah. You fucks. Yeah, yeah. We, we we had to well, we had all the subject matter experts here. So 
I still can't seriously. Can I? Can I give some as as an impartial listener of last episode? Can I give some feedback? Please publicize the feedback that you've given us seventeen times already. How the fuck are you going to talk about the intersection of pen and paper and PC games and nobody brings up Neverwinter Nights? We all got together before the podcast and we're like Neverwinter Nights and we're like no 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 Marcel's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just decided unbelievable. not to do it. It was basically a check to see if you if you listen to your own podcast if you're not part also, of it. Also, uh, dear listeners and of course you, dear co-conspirators, uneducated masses. That's talking about you, not the listeners. The listeners are great masses. Wow. Beloved masses. Love you their guys masses. Are the uneducated masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when, if you read up on Lionheart for whatever reason, because yeah. you think this sounds interesting, you should also read up on Torn, which was a, a fascinating, it's a cancelled game. Yeah. Essentially, Black Isle was trying to make the step from 2D to 3D. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, we're going to do um, a first 3D game. It, it was also going to use the special rules from, from Fallout. They tried to do the first, I think it was going to use like the Lithtech engine from Monolith. Which was a weird choice because that was usually only used for shooters. Um, so they they announced that game and then like only three four months after announcing they canceled it very publicly. Yeah. Um, but fascinating story. Also, like you can you can see in a lot of that stuff essentially like you know the the the, the prolonged death throes of interplay when they were like quick make new RPGs but also don't spend money on making them mm. and quick and oh shit we're, we're dead. Well, so. torn 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 wouldn't have been good. What? Nothing's fine. I'm torn. Marcel, I'm all out of faith. Is that Sting? Look, this is how I feel. I'm cold and I'm ashamed, lying naked in the podcast. What room. you cannot see right now, dear listeners, Richard sitting here He's with like the, the, the broadest shit-eating grin, looking at his phone, reading the lyrics to... I was reading my next thing. I know from the lyrics to Sting by David from Bowie. Natalie Sting in Brulia. Okay, so Richard. Yes. Uh, are you ready for, for telling us about your first game? I'm kind of ready. So Do I like your game? Uh, who knows? I'm half in your heads um, because I knew that both of you were going to talk about big giant fucking games. Um, and I figured I would offer a, a few palate cleansers for when you're done with these big giant fucking games. The only part I'm not sure about is that doing a podcast with two people that have heard of a lot of games, even if they haven't particularly played a lot of them, I'm sure I'm going to get some stuff that you've that you've heard of, but I'm pretty confident that I'm going to do some stuff that at least one of you has not played. Those are the low stakes that I'm willing to take. It's Halo 2, isn't it? It's not. My first game is called Jazz Punk. How many of you motherfuckers have played Jazz Punk? What is Jazz Punk? Yes. I've heard it. Is it even a game? You've heard of the name, but haven't haven't played played the game. All right, yeah. Is this the sequel to Dive Kick? No. What? No. There is no me kill in in jazz punk. Jazz punk is by Necrophone Studios, and it is yes, and it is every bit as amazing as it it's is. It's a rhythm game. Is no, no. It is it is kind of like a. Um, is that the one with the green rabbit from 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 Cliffy B? What? No. Jack Jazz Punk. That's not that. You're the worst, and I'd like a moment of silence for that joke. Uh, Jazz Punk is a is a like five six hour game. Uh, it's great in between games. It is, uh, you know how now every day there's like a kind of quirky fun game that comes out and it's like oh this is a fun little thing. You know what else is great between games? What listening to this podcast? Fantastic! Yeah, pa- cleanse your game palette with our podcast and Jazz Punk. Anyway, Jazz Punk is set in an alternate world Cold War scenario. It is a Kind of first-person stylized comedy game. You play as a secret agent named Polly Blank, who never uses his own hands. 
He's always got uh, hands on sticks. And you go on on wacky Cold War adventures. It spoofs a lot of old movies, a lot of old games, and it is a fantastic, fantastic thing. I need to look it up now. You got to look it up. So, so it does, it's never heard about this game. It, it is probably not historically accurate, considering one of the missions is assassinating a robot pig. But um, while while there is like, I, I know a lot of people that get kind of turned off of like, was, oh, it's it's random for random sake. Like, was the robot pig a communist? It might have been. It's called damn it, you know, Kami robot. Release date two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it's it's newish, and it looks it like like look it up. You'll you'll the the style is amazing. Uh, it is definitely worth playing through a few times. Okay, but it is it is something okay. that I felt like. And this was on PC only. Yeah, PC. You can get it on Steam. It's cheap as hell on Steam sales too. That looks like what was it uh, called? Uh, b- b- Thirty flights of loving. Thirty flights of loving. Yeah, it looks yeah, like that, yeah. like, like a little bit from the art style. So, dear listeners, if you currently have no idea what we are talking about and have to Google jazz punk to get an idea how that game might look, like I do. That looks a little bit like 30 Flights of Loving. And if you have still no idea what this is supposed to mean, look it up. So assume, let's assume for assumption's sake that somebody out there in the audience maybe only plays AAA games. Uh-huh. I mean, I've heard of such people. Basti, what AAA game would you say it looks like? If, if somebody were to say it, not know what, what the uh, for triple A, not triple A, but other successful games, which pre- people probably know, the art style reminds me a little bit of if you would have a first-person 3D cel-shaded version of the art style of Prison Architect. Yeah, yeah, I can see that because like people are like uh, bathroom sign shaped. Anyway, um, the 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 writing is is great. It is like seriously, if you just got out of a big long game. Like, give that a shot. It's a couple hours, and you will feel refreshed and love it. I wish there was more I could use to describe this game, but I just I wanted to... A, little, you know what? It's a little pill. I'd give it a game. shot. Yes, I have. It is the, uh, it is the Steam profile that I am I forgot my for the last Steam username uh, and autofill. Maybe my mobile phone can is save me. Is your Steam me. username autofill? No, but... The internet told me it's currently 75% off on Steam. But not by the time you hear this... So yeah, wait That's for Christmas. That's misleading information. Feels like yeah. I forgot my password anyway. <laughs> Play Holy Jazz shit! It's a few hours long. So what, 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 I would check it out. With the name, why is it called Jazz Punk? Is it like does it, Jazz play a big role? Anything, no, anything no, no, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing does this. Even like if you if you get a look at the marketing, which I also really enjoyed, because like the only trailer I think that they have starts out with a kind of it's like a sideline Johnny mnemonic. Uh, like jack into the virtual reality space. Isn't that the guy from Cyberpunk? No, Johnny Mnemonic was the guy from The Matrix. His name was Sting. I believe Neo. That's good, right? I'm not sure what you tried. Neo, you don't have to do the karate kicks. No, Neo is from Team Ninja. Correct. Anyway, I played that a lot. Yeah, so so no, uh, the the name has nothing to do with what it is. You're, you're just a cool secret agent. Uh, expect a lot of kind of quick gags. Um, it's it's just a really unique experience that I think is very fun. Is is the punk part supposed to like, is, is is like like diesel punk or steampunk or something like like referring to it as like it's, it's kind of like alternative. It's obviously jazz punk. It's jazz punk. You you arrive as a secret agent. Oh wait, I get it. What is it called? Jazz. Punk like jazz because he ha- doesn't use his own hands like he does. Does he do jazz hands or something with the hands on sticks? No, they're that like they're sense, like right? uh, drawn pointer fingers. On that sticks. would make sense though. 
Yeah, it's a, so so if this I'm is something I'm pretty good at naming. If this is something that you'd like to do to make sense, uh it's not this isn't this isn't it. You arrive to your first mission in a suitcase shaped like you. That's how you snuck in. It's it's very cool. And uh like I said, a great good writing, fun fun experience. Give it a shot. Who's next? Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of name, but like that, but it just described and doesn't ring a bell at all. That's good. I thought you guys would have heard of this more than than what I did. Okay. Okay, I put one one game on the list, which is in that topic matter probably a little bit controversial because Ooh, it is no, it's not controversial. Controversial. It is controversial in the sense of that people who like. Uh, all the games, etc., all follow this like cult classic. This is probably a game everybody and his mom knows. But mm-hmm. if you go outside of the circle of people who like following cult classic or playing that, etc., uh, nobody ever heard about. Or maybe a lot of people still have seen one YouTube video of someone saying like, "This is a great like hidden gem," but yeah. never actually played it. And I just want to encourage everyone to play that game. Please be Halo Two. Please be Halo Two. Please it's Vagrant Halo Story. Oh, yeah. Fucking love it. Holy shit. One of the best RPGs of all time, in my opinion. Was super successful at launch 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Was incredibly successful at launch. Sold, I think, like 300,000 copies or 200,000 in, in, in a month or so, which was by that time crazy as fuck. Got only good reviews. Got several, like, best games on PlayStation 1 awards, etc. But still, for whatever reason, people forgot about it. Why? It's brilliant. Has a battle dome like combat system a bit similar to Parasite Eve. Next one, if it's you, so this is like that. That's the biggest parallel I'd say yeah. you can draw from that. Is like if you played Parasite Eve, you'll be a little more at home with the basics of combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's more like a like a very slow paced puzzle combat. Way more complex, especially with the shit of like uh, element alignments. You have to keep in mind for every boss, so every single. Not only the boss itself or the mob itself had like a different certain element, which mm-hmm. would mean certain strength and weaknesses, yeah. but also uh, their different limbs. Yeah, and yeah. so like this game was incredibly complex. Yeah, it, it did. It did um, kind of the the thing like a Fallout style thing, like you tar the legs, yeah. and like they, they'd be slower and stuff like that. It, it was it was great. There's the we, that came up a little bit for our uh, our. Final Fantasy cast because it takes place in the same universe as Final Fantasy Tactics and 12. The same designer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Matsuno, is it Matsuno Yuzume, Matsuno something. Wow. Are you sure that was a name you said? Uh, do we have to Google food that now? Say it for some? Yasumi Matsuno. It's the same I said. So, absolutely great game. Also, nice story. Um, nice art style. Like, I think what they did absolutely perfectly, they managed to find a weird way of texture warping to fake animations in mm-hmm. faces, etc., mm-hmm. which looks... It, it's surprising. Yeah, yeah, the whole time, it's game, still, yeah. it still looks yeah, you, good. You can still play it. It's like they have weird, like, baked-in texture lighting and stuff like this in the models, so they did a lot of, like, crazy stuff. I, I get what you're saying, because, like, this is this is a game that, that I think does have a little bit of a cult following, but it, it's not something, like, when people are tossing around all the, all the fantastic RPGs you should play. Like, it very rarely comes up. Yeah. The, the soundtrack, the atmosphere, that, that so game here's is Here's a question for you guys. Yeah, hit me. There is one other game that I always confuse, like the names with Vacant Story. Yes. I think it's it was from Konami. They did a... Shadow Hearts. 
They did one on the Xbox 360 on, on arcade. Oh. And I played that one. What what happens in this game? It's it's also like a tactics RPG. And Cold Sap Saga. I also thought it starts with a V. Very bravely default. Not that one, no. Now you have to look up, like Marcel's going to so, go in the... In, Google through this. Google and keep in mind, Vagrant Story is not tactics ogre, etc. Yeah. It is an actual RPG. Yeah, you, play, you play as one dude through the duration of that. Is it Ashley a- Riot? Ashley Riot. Yeah, Ashley yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley Riot. And you're in the, the name is Ashley Riot. That's a badass name. Go deep in the uh, underground of the lost city of Le Monde or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of the evil guys was Rosenkranz. Yeah, Rosenkranz is there. It, it, and Sydney yeah, was the evil guy. It, it, it does. If you if you're a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, like um, like what do you call that? Like Victorian espionage. Yeah, like, yeah, Victorian yeah, yeah, yeah. intrigue style uh, dialogue. There's a ton of that. It's like, but the church has forbidden this art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. holy shit! Watch the ten minutes like of yeah. the intro at the beginning of that oh, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unbelievable good. It's really it's really fantastic. Sydney is so edgy, but still it's like the writing. Edgy. The yeah. writing is good. I like I like wonderful game. Vagrant story is beautiful. Great. Uh, we have a poster of that hanging uh, in in our office. I wonder. You Where cannot, is it hanging? It's I next to it. the Metal Slug poster. Okay, we'll find it. Fourth floor, have. right? It's on the floor. It's behind you? It's behind me. Perfect. Cool. Marcel. I'm still trying to figure out what this game was called. All right, do you want me to palate cleanse you? I've prepared several while you're yes. trying to figure out this cleanse, game. Cleanse me, Senpai. Okay, okay. So I, I did okay with Jazz Punk. How about... Has anyone heard of Heat Signature? Just getting pretentious, Richard. You've heard of Heat Signature? No. Marcel, you've heard of Heat Signature? Is that when you put on like the... the, the, the you the, haven't the, heard the of Heat Signature. The Thermal Vision in Call of Duty? Uh, no, please make the sound though. What? Of the Thermal Vision in Call of Duty. I don't know if I can... Yeet. Heat Signature video game. Tell me about that game. Heat Signature is a game that I feel uh, similar to um, similar to uh, Vagrant Story. Kind of came out, got a little bit of um, praise, and then didn't really go anywhere. Uh, it's uh, by Suspicious Developments. It's the same people that did Gunpoint, which also was... was I know Gunpoint. You know Gunpoint? Yeah. Who was this? This is in 2017. So my hidden gems are kind of recent so far. Anyway, uh, in Heat Signature, uh, you you play as a future spaceship person who uh, you, you pick a character at the beginning after a brief tutorial, um, and you kind of follow, like, each one of the available characters has, like, uh, certain motivations in addition to overthrowing the evil empire. It's like, I'm going to save my sister. It's like, I'm going to get back at the guy that double-crossed me. And then from there, what you're doing is you're, you're taking jobs to... Um, either kill somebody or like steal a ship so it's all it's all top down and it's got a pretty interesting combat style in that um it's it like when um when when you get into combat it slows down to the point where it's almost turn-based like it's like it, it is still action-based but it slows down enough for you to really make decisions and there is a ton of awesome sandbox stuff in there that you can do so it's like you've got weird kind of teleporters so you can like just teleport somebody outside the ship and like fuck them they're in space um you can like uh shoot windows out you can you can do a lot of uh hacking and and shooting and and kind of beating people up and it feels really cool to go into a ship and like just systematically disable all of its stuff steal whatever you can steal the ship itself drive it back 
Uh, it's got some some very uh, very interesting mechanics that I also use when I'm coming off of big games. I'll just hop in and do a couple missions in like Heat Signature, and it's very addictive. I think that should, that looks good. It's really good. Good good reviews. Also, the number one discussion I currently find on Reddit about Heat Signature on my Google feed is. Uh, Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Disappointed about lack of any heat signatures in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the misleading marketing? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, I, I think this whole, I think the, the it's incredibly this whole kind generic of like, title. Like, I, I haven't seen what, what heat signatures have to do with anything uh, so far. But it's a whole approach, Marcel. Yeah. That looks good. I, I looks interesting. It might be a victim of its name a little bit. Did you find your game that you were thinking of? I did. Hit me. I was thinking of Vandal Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a uh, tactical RPG series from Konami. So I was right with that. I was right that it starts with a V, but I couldn't for the life of me remember the name. Yeah, no, that has nothing... I played the third game in the series, uh, Vandal Hearts Flames of Judgment, which could be the name of a wild... Wild that does look cool, that is is not the same thing as... uh, Or not the same style, but you've played Parasite Eve, right? What? I thought you were telling me you played Parasite Eve, right? Why would I? Okay, so you didn't play Parasite Eve. That was before Eve. Marcel's time. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was but Parasite that's Eve, like, that's another like hidden gem. Would you something? say that more people know Parasite Eve than Vagrant Story? Yes. I think so, right? Yeah. Yes. Right? But one, the, one of them got a sequel. They got, there's Parasite Eve 2 and 3. Isn't it like Wasn't a weird phone like game? Or or yeah, no, there's even Vita, four. Right? I think three was a Vita game, and wasn't there not all, also like a fourth one as a phone game or whatever? I remember they all suck. Yeah. Two also sucks. Two is not great. But I'm one is great. Play Parasite Eve, guys. The things I do for the best. I thought, but this is, unless you want me to cleanse your palate yet again, it's your turn to, to say a game. Contribute, Masa. <laughs> um, my contribution? Well, um, there is... I have a nice tradition going, personally. Yes. That every year around E3... You get horribly sick. I tweet at Xbox's Phil Spencer and tell him to do his fucking job and bring back Crimson Skies. Because <laughs> I think that... Uh, so there's been two Crimson Skies games. So quick, quick background. Crimson Skies is... So Jordan Weissman, the creator of the Battletech and Shadowrun universes... He later on was a, I can't remember, like, uh, he had a fairly senior job at Microsoft Game Studios, like in the late 90s. And he came up with a new idea for a new setting. Uh, it's called Crimson Skies. Essentially, the idea was that the, the United States have completely splintered yeah. uh, in the like late 20s or early 30s or so. And, you know, because of that, essentially all, all land-bound um, travel has become obsolete, like no trains or whatever. So everything is taken to the crimson skies over America. Why so are they it, crimson? It, because there's a lot of blood. In the sky? Yes. What are you, Hideo Kojima? I mean, I have famous friends. <laughs> like Basti. Fuck yeah. Member Pretty of, much member of, right of, there. of what some people may call the finest new gaming podcast of 2019. It's, it's 2019, right? It's, it's a real hidden gem, judging by It's 2019, by right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so Crimson Skies, uh, it, it has a super pulpy vibe. Mm-hmm. Like like everything like from the arts. Like, uh, so like they, they use for like, so it, it's, it's several things, Crimson Skies. It's, there's been two video games. Board there's game. been a board game. Um, there's been like a miniature, another miniatures game later from Whiskits, um, like from like the board game, like all the illustrations in there. Essentially, you know, they they took photos 
like super pulpy photos like when he dressed up like you know with leather jackets and all the like the cool 20 roaring 20s and 30s looking stuff yeah so it has a super pulpy vibe and the first game was from uh, was a pc only game it was from zipper interactive the guys who made the socom series funnily enough uh published by microsoft only for pc it was a great game i think it's probably still one of the best actions flight simulators i love it like the, the i've only played the first one but uh, I absolutely loved it. I only played the one on Xbox, Road to Revenge. We're going to get to that. That's High Road to Revenge. Yes. Um, that was uh, by FASA. Yeah. The people who made, for example, beloved Xbox 360 shooter Shadowrun. Got that in nicely, right? And the MechWarrior games. But what I really, really like about why I think more people should play um, Crimson Skies High Road to Revenge one on the Xbox and it's also backwards compatible on the Xbox One like actually it looks much nicer mm-hmm. runs smoother more smoothie more, more smoothie god damn it I'm sorry I'm still sick with this is worse than the time you thought Sting sang the opening to Omicron the Nomad Skull <coughs> yeah well we all make mistakes like Sting when he sang that song um, but in many ways, I feel, and this may sound weird to people now, that Xbox, uh, sorry, sorry, Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge is the spiritual, spiritual sequel to the Uncharted series. What? Because like, like the vibe and a lot of the stuff that people love about like Uncharted, like people like myself, about the characters, a lot of that stuff is in Crimson Skies. I mean, not only is the character called Nathan and looks fairly similar he also has well, like. Well, I mean, you know, what, Nathan what, Drake is so unique, so I can't think of a lot of action heroes. That I mean, like some him. people say he looks a bit like me. No one says that. You say me, that to yourself that. in the mirror. I'm, I'm some people. But I uh, know, like from, from tonight, like for, for example, like one of the things that I really, really like about Uncharted in the tone is. Um, so, so, you know, as you say, like Nathan Drake is obviously it's a, it's a superhero, but with Crimson Skies, which came out like 10 years before that. That was a time like when most video game characters are like you know, like the Superman, the Gruff, Super Macho, like you know, like Duke Nukem ripoffs essentially. Mm-hmm. Either you have like a Duke Nukem guy who's super like the manly buffly guy, or it's the Master Chief who barely speaks because he's badass. Mm-hmm. But um, what I really like already then with Nathan Drake, and I feel like it's it's one of the things that makes Nathan sorry what I, what I like about Nathan Zachary in Crimson Skies, and what I think makes Nathan Drake a great character is. You know, he, he's not that kind of character. He's not like the I'm super rough, manly, whatever. Like for example, he uh, he has a, he, he's he's always surrounded by beautiful women, right? And half of the time he needs in his to- plane. Well, it, no, in that game you have your, you have your wing woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you fly around in planes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Obviously, you have, you have your wingman, or in this case, yeah, your, yeah. your wingwoman. Yeah. Right? But uh, what I really like, like, always, uh, tonight, so yeah, so these are, these are characters, you know, that you would think they're, they're always surrounded by. So he's, surround, he's surrounded by wingwoman. No, he has just one wingwoman. And then there's, like, another character, but that she later betrays him. So she's essentially uh, the clone I hate when that of, happens. of Crimson I gotta Skies. be honest, I think the name Nathan Drake is way cooler than Nathan Zachary. It's not a bad name. I'm just saying. So what you're saying is it's both pulp. Uncharted as yeah, well as Crimson yes, Skies yeah. is pulp. But, but also 
pulp that doesn't take itself too serious and has like the right sense of humor. But like, because if you look so at so it's like, not pulp noir, it's pulp. If you look at like a lot of the original pulp stuff, it's always like this guy is like super amazing and he can do everything. But this true, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, again, what I like if you guys ever let me finish <laughs> is, for example, the idea like they're surrounded by pretty women. But yeah. actually, like half of the time, the women have to kick, have you know, have to bail them out because they get in trouble all the time. You know, it's it's not the it's not the traditional. Oh, this is like the damsel in distress, and then like the amazing guy flies in uh, or swings in the case of Nathan Drake and saves her. But a lot of the time, it's like it's like the the, the inverse part. She she's doing the work, and he's doing the wisecracks. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So, I, I, really, I think like if you play Crimson Skies now, if if you play it for the first time, you will see a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the vibe. Um, you will think like, hey, this is actually fairly similar to the tonality of the uh, of the Uncharted games. I mean, also Crimson Skies, like what what it did uh, on the the Xbox One is it did like this kind of like this semi open world hub thing. Mm-hmm. So like, there's several hubs where you fly around. So you have like you know like collectibles to find and stuff, and then you take on missions. But it's not uh, something like you know like like Wing Commander or X Wing or so where you get a mission then you launch into that mm-hmm. mission you just do that and then it's over like you fly around this open world uh, you know you find stuff you you can you can switch planes like you can fly to like uh, these repair shops or so during during a mission even you can land there quickly switch your plane to another one that you have from 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 your your fleet of planes and stuff like that so I, I mean I think like I, th- I think it has a lot of stuff it foreshadows a lot of stuff that you would see a lot more like it was it's kind of where the tropes generations yeah, I later the, the, I, I have to I don't know man I think Nathan Zachary and Betty are the weakest names because there's some dope names in that game What's well the there there is obviously the Black Swan which is uh, which is a rip off of uh, Black Widow oh. From from Marvel. I was thinking of something else involving ballet. What, what else? Yeah. That Black Swan. That was way before that movie, I would say. So take that. No, but like if you look at a character like the Black Swan, like she is a a mysterious Russian air pirate, oh, air like, yeah. or something. Is she? She's essentially, you know, like <laughs> I think even there, there's like the implication, like, hey, she may be, uh, she may be. The surviving Romanova. So his, his plane is called the Gypsy Magic. Yes, because he is of a gypsy heritage. There is a guy named Doctor Fassenbinder, but he's a good guy. And surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly like Surpri- you would think yeah. with a name, of course, and pulp, you would think, oh my god, he's the evil Nazi, but he's a good guy. You fight people called the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. It's, it's a that's pirate dope. Group, yeah. yeah. Then yeah. you have you have like a, you have the Hollywood Knights. So you have the like these, these famous like squadrons of pilots. Und die Spinne. Um, so yeah, you have the Hollywood Knights. What are they called? And the other, uh, it's the Broadway. What's? Uh, so Broadway Bombers. Yes. It's the Broadway Bombers. I think. Brill. I don't see them. So I guess it's it's really like even like the board game is pretty good. I would know because I have three copies of that fucking board game at home. Let's play it one day. I loved it back then. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Okay. Um, we're gonna stream that. Gotta be better than Secret Hitler. Let's do this. No. Um, yeah, but I really, what I really, really loved about the so it has that whole vibe. So essentially, you know, like the, these 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 pilots are like they're celebrities. Yeah. So like you have oh, that's like that's cool. That's actually pretty so cool. You, yeah. you have all these like, hey, you know, what's the latest? I can't remember what now. What the name is of the leader of the Hollywood Knights? She she essentially she looks like you know you send it like Hollywood, Hollywood bombshell. So like you know, there's all these things she's like, like a if, pinup. if they're not in their planes, like hey, what is she up to? And like she's been seen with this gentleman about town. Ah. What's up with that stuff? Like so like you have all, all these That's little cool. stories and stuff. So it has a really really cool vibe. If you haven't played it again, it's 
it's it's available on the Xbox One, so it should also work on there was like Scarlet in the future. There was like an original Xbox Xbox, not 360. That was like it was, an Xbox, yes. Xbox. It came right? out in 2000. It still looks pretty good though. Three. It looks decent. It's it's, car, it's it's a little cartoonized a little bit. So. I, 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 I want to play it now. At the, time, I want, at the time, it looked fantastic. I want to meet my personal uh, wing it's, woman. It's still, what's called her Sting? Betty is the, the Betty, woman, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't but get a like Betty, you know, she, we'll she's call her Sting all the time. She's, she's a really nice... Like an English man in yeah, New York. You can count on her. Okay, so play Dune. Play... Richard Lionheart. Lionheart. Lionheart, the... Legacy of the Crusaders. Legacy of the Crusaders. I'll read that one up and play Crimson Skies instead. Hold on, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going okay. around with science. So it's play Dune, play Lionheart, Curse of the Crusaders. In Legacy? I've said that. Uh, play Jazz Punk, play Vagrant Story, play Crimson Skies. High Road to Revenge. High Road to Revenge, and play Heat Signature. Play you those... can also play Crimson Skies on PC, it still holds up nicely. Play those games. Okay. So what is the... Uh, I mean, I haven't been on this podcast for a while because you guys still invite me back. Yeah. Is there any... Uh, what, what's the ritual these days for ending a podcast? Uh, so essentially, we say uh, we say something like, uh, like write us at projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. You Tell us your us favorite uh, hidden gem. Yeah. yeah. Here's the deal. The first person to send us an email re- recommends something, Richard will be forced to play it. Yeah. At gunpoint. Okay. Yeah, not gonna point the game. You recommend me a hidden gem and I will play it. Assuming it's playable on any no, modern, no, no, modern I'll machine. F- I'll find a way. Okay. Unless, uh, yeah, and, and just to get out ahead of the person who always writes this, uh, the game, uh, the, the game, go play in traffic does not count. So you can stop suggesting but that. That's Frogger essentially. Yeah, it's Frogger. Oh shit! One quick thing before we end, yeah. Rusty. What's your Stadia experience like? Have you tried? Uh, oh god! Yes, very short. Maybe this is a teaser for the upcoming episode next week or something. Yes. Uh, technically, it works absolutely brilliant as uh, advertised for me. I get 4K experience, maybe up uh, uh, scaled. That might be the case. But I have excellent connection quality in my home internet. Bear with me. I'm connected to LAN. Uh, I have a 400 Mbit Mac connection, so this also might help greatly. Are you talking up Stadia right now, or are you promoting your internet? Well, well, I'm promoting my internet. Um, it's crisp, it's sharp. I went in front of my 4K TV and checked very closely if I see any video jitter or something. Nothing. It works brilliant. No input lag. I mean, I think it's called Artifact. Like, it, that, like that game that once existed for a week. Oh, not not more input lag than you have with any like paste PlayStation 4 or Xbox controller. Works great. I was amazed. Tried it for 15 minutes. Yeah. Was stoked. Uh-huh. And haven't touched it since. Yeah, that sounds like like a lot of people are going to feel after they play some of the games we recommended. Today. Played a bit of The Destiny, then realized that I played a lot of The Destiny on, on PlayStation already, and that is free to play on PC. Yeah. Played Samurai Showdown, asked myself if you want to reach any form of like casual audience and you want to pack in a fighting game, why do you don't like pick something like Mortal Kombat in it? Because nobody outside... Huh? It's not a pack-in, but yeah. Uh, for the founders, it's for free. For the yeah. founders, yeah. yeah. Uh, Samurai Showdown. Because nobody who's not like a total fighting game crack will know Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown or appreciate. Great. I don't know if that one's I think I could beat Richard at Samurai Showdown. Incorrect. Any, any fucking time. Then again, I've seen you almost lose to a desk while playing fighting games. So, <laughs> All right. So yeah, are you a so, satisfied founder, would you say? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> He's unstatified. 
I would love to have a reason to actually use One stadium. more reason than our Lord and Savior Destiny 2 could you need. More, more like Flounder's program. <laughs> yeah, my, we will see. We have this uh, three months Founders uh, Pass included in the Founders Edition. Like this, pay 10 bucks a month for what again? Um, 4K, allegedly. And maybe um, upscaled 4K, but I don't care, to be honest. Um, Beautiful. This is a problem with the modern. This is a question. Do we get maybe next month like another free game, which is interesting or not? Because yes. right now you I'm not willing to. What you getting? What, what am What am I getting? Look, farm simulator. Dude, are you kidding me? Yes, yeah, so break that thing back out the box. So you can write our dear friends and former co-workers that we know at that Saved. company afterwards. Saved. I love you, Lars, but seriously, or Chris, but seriously, I couldn't care less. Like that is the third game I get packed into. Yeah. Even better, <sighs> if you if you had bought the game already on Stadia and now it's free, you can get a refund, but you have to ask for it manually. Yeah, you have to ask. I feel cheated. Google. You Google how to ask Google. I feel cheated. Look, I lost so much interest after this like twenty minutes of great experience that marvel of oh it works mm -hmm. that I haven't even like catched up on Stadia news. Well, speaking of feeling cheated, how can people reach you on Twitter? At Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N. You're welcome. <laughs> Open relationship. If you want to cheat me, it's fine. What? <laughs> what? That was what? different. Pack him into more games. And uh, then Marcel, what's, you do what's the same what's thing. Your, what's, your, what's your Twitter, Richard? My Twitter? Yeah, what's this you, week's you Twitter? You can find me on... What do you mean? Like, I have a dedicated Twitter handle. You can find me at Jaxpunk. Uh, it is a Twitter solely dedicated to remixing um, still images of the Mortal Kombat character Jax from... Only Mortal Kombat 2 uh, into and various Sting. punk concerts and poses. And what about Sting? Sting is not. Well, okay, so that was nice. Um, you can talk to me on Twitter at com underscore Raven. At least until I finally can claim uh, my new Twitter handle at can kill the Messiah. It's got it's got to become vacant any day now, right? Who has it? The fuck do I know? Just Which like, nicely sums up this episode. Fuck I guess. Do, fuck I do I know? Just remember that Todd Howard is not the star man. That's Sting. He is my star man. That's Sting. So yeah, uh, thank you once again, uh, dear listeners, for suffering uh, alongside me through this episode. Um, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen, and we look forward to being listened to by you again next week, Thursday. Until then, um, goodbye and enjoy beloved classic games made by Todd Howard, such as Fallout 3. Ah. How would you even come up with that? Like, the I whole don't know idea why was this thing. thing has been like, this is a weird, weird sci fi thing. Obviously, it must be made of gold. Why was it? It doesn't have to be. Sting has done sci fi things. Such as. And if you say, oh, we could have got a We the old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked at her door, she said, what you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king.